As you see, we've had a great portion of scripture to read from and a lot of supporting scripture to, for you to review this week to ensure yourself that you're listening to the word of God and you know what God is saying to you. And uh, so our message this week is the freedom that God provides for people. The Lord Jesus Christ. We're told in 1 Peter 3, 16a, live in freedom. This is the heart cry of the human being. Every person wants to live in freedom. The sadness is the reality of the human spirit is that every person is a servant to sin, a captive. John 8, 34 to 35. Jesus replied, truly, truly, I say unto you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family of God. But one who becomes a son belongs to the family forever. If the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Amen. Have you put your faith in the son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ? Until you put your faith in that, you're still a servant, a slave to sin. But once you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're set free. But freedom is not absolute. Freedom is confined within regulations of the law of God and the word of God that we order and follow God's obedience. Everyone wants to be absolutely free. That's the, the ungodly heart of man. John 3, 36, we're reminded, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever rejects the Son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. Proverbs 21, to do righteousness and justice is more desirable to the Lord than sacrifice. Haughty eyes and a proud heart the guides of the wicked are sin. That's the condition of a person without Jesus Christ. That the guy, their haughty eyes and a proud heart, the guides of the wicked are sin. That's the sin that they're under until they turn to faith in Jesus Christ. The soul who sins will die. There is no one righteous, no, not one, because all have sinned and fall short of the requirements of God. God provides the freedom from sin that the languishing spirit desires. Have you turned your heart to the Lord, acknowledging him as the Lord Almighty who will receive you? Are you surrendered to him for this freedom? If we confess our sin, the Lord is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from every unrighteousness. And here we go. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Where are you? Have you called upon the name of the Lord? Is that where your 100% heart faith is in him and not yourself, not the way of life, not the way of the world, but in the righteousness of our God? The freedom of forgiveness. 
What is the freedom that this forgiveness affords for us? 1 Peter 3, 16. Do not use your freedom as a cover-up for sin. Because God has set you free, don't use that to live any way you want to. You've been set free not to live any way you want to. You've been set free to serve God with freedom in his will and in his love. Once you have experienced the freedom of forgiveness, you recognize the truth of uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God with your body and with your spirit, which belong to God. James 4 were instructed, Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinner, and purify your heart as a double-minded person. You see, that's where we say, once we come to know, stay in a place of submission to God. Draw near to God. And God has promised he will draw near to you. In 1965, when I received Jesus Christ, he became my best friend, my closest friend, my strongest relationship, and it has just grown ever since then. And that's what has brought me here to be able to be here, to share God's truth and God's love with you. To know that this is absolutely true and real is awesome. Exodus chapter 5, we're taught, the Lord descended in the cloud, stood with him there, and proclaimed his name, the Lord. Then the Lord passed in front of Moses and called out, The Lord, the Lord God is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving devotion and faithfulness, maintaining loving devotion to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. History is shown typically that people try to proclaim that God is very against, against people, against sinners. He's down on you because you're there. That's not the truth. God abundantly loves you greater than you could ever love yourself. And that's the truth that God is compassionate and he loves us and he desires us. He wants us to know him. He wants to walk with us every day. He wants us to be confident in him and resting in his person. And not in ourselves, not in anything we do. Then we're set free. The freedom that God gives is the freedom of following God's ways. First Peter 3 16. Live as servants of God. That's how you live. You live as a servant of God. What could be better than the servant of the Most High God? You know, that's a. Daniel's prayer. When you submit yourself to God, you have the freedom to live in God's ways. Not to live your own way. Not to choose what you want to do. But to choose to follow God in the heart of responding love. Psalm 105, verses 16 to 20. Uh, yeah, I didn't look that one up. <laughs> uh, 
I would like to, where's my Bible here? I want to read that for you. So just bear with me. Usually I have this printed out. That one didn't print. Psalm 105. Psalm 105, 16 to 20. Four beautiful verses here. When he summoned a famine on the land and broke all supply of bread, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters. His neck was put in a collar of iron until what he had said came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people set him free. The rulers of God's people set Joseph free. He, though he was sold as a slave and a servant, God set him free. Do you feel that? Do you know that? Do you experience that? Do you rejoice in that? Do you relish that? Do you treasure that? That's the best thing there is. Nothing better than what God has done for us and how God gives to us. That's the freedom of following God's ways. And then... There's the freedom of the fullness of life. There's a lot of verses here. And I, I gave you these verses to read and consider. I'm not going to review them now. I, I could stand there and preach them all. But I want you to do this work and go and read through these verses and consider them. Let them sink in your heart. Let them feed you. Let them fill you. Let them overflow you. Let them just fulfill your life. A life of, full of fullness of life that comes from God. Psalm 1666, 24, 1, 50, 12, 89, 11. See all these good verses? John 1, 14 to 18. And here, John 1, 16. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Because of the Lord Jesus Christ, all of his fullness... And we have turned to him. We have trusted him. We have believed him. We are committed to him. Because of that, out of his fullness, because he is the fullness of God in human form, each of us has received grace upon grace. Grace that just continues to grow, to be stronger and greater, more powerful. And then the, for the freedom of the fulfillment of life. Psalm 148, 7 to 8. Praise the Lord from the earth, all great sea creatures and ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, powerful wind fulfilling his word. That's what God is doing on our behalf, giving us the fulfillment of life. It's what you really expect, the fulfillment of life that you really want is a gift from God handed out to us, poured out to us, poured out and lavished upon us. Behold what much love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called children of God. And that's what we are.
Then the freedom of fulfilling God's will. Fulfilling God's will to fulfill what God wants to be done in your life. God has a will and a plan for your life and my life that we can live and fulfill God's will. Romans 13, 8 to 10. Do you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God with your body and your spirit, which belong to God. When you're seeking to do the will of God and let it become fulfilled in your life, that's the richness of the blessings that God pours out upon you. That's the freedom that God has provided because every person, even Adam and Eve, God set them, they chose to commit sin and therefore every person was under sin. You're under sin until you get freedom from Jesus Christ by his one sacrifice for sins forever that he endured for you and for me, for every person who received. Because God created every human being. It didn't just happen. God created them. Created them with a plan, with a purpose. And God wants them to know him. Do you know the Lord? He knows you. He knows where you are. He knows how you think. He knows how you live. He knows how you feel. And he knows what he wants to use you to do. And uh, something I've been pushing against my son here lately. You have to ask yourself a question. What does God want to do with your life? How does God want to use you? How does he want to use you to communicate to your family, to your friends, to your neighbors, to your acquaintances? God wants to use you He wants to use your life. And that's all he asks. He says, come, let me use you. Be faithful to me. Call upon me. Turn to me. Rest in me. Let me use you. To study and know the word of God. To find ways to lovingly share the word of God that people can see the difference between good and evil and right and wrong and day and night. And to find that God has a far greater way to live and to fulfill life. That's what it comes down to. And that's why we have all this great forgiveness for all these benefits and blessings. So as we uh, remind ourselves of these, we walk through them and talk through them, what's the conclusion? Luke 13, 1 to 5. At that time, some of those present told Jesus about the Galilean whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. To this he replied, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this fate? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Of those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam collapsed on them, do you think that they were more sinful than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, But unless you repent, you too will all perish. See the call of God? See the warning of God? 
See the offering of God? The opportunity to repent, to recognize that you're a sinful person and that you can turn to God's ways and turn away from your sin and serve the living God. Psalm 119, 41 to 45. May your loving devotion to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I can answer him who taunts, for I trust in your word. Never take your word of truth from my mouth, for I hope in your judgments. I will always obey your law forever and ever, and I will walk in freedom, for I have sought your precepts. And John 8, 34, Jesus replied, Truly, truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but one who becomes a son belongs to the family forever. So if the Son of God sets you free, you are free indeed, free to love God, free to serve God, free to honor God, free to glorify God. We're reminded again, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in loving devotion. The Lord is good to all. His compassion rests on all he has made. Focusing our attention on the Lord and on his compassion toward every person he has created, it moves us to worship and honor to the Lord our God. Make this your focus and attention, and it will move you to worship and honor the Lord your God. Remembering us, remembering this, moves us to share in the Lord's table, the table of communion. That's why we're here and have this, to move toward compassion, to endure this, to understand the whole point and the whole purpose of communion, this awesome word of communion, Communion is called fellowship. Recognizing that you belong to each other. You don't belong to yourself. You belong to the Lord Jesus Christ and to his entire family. And God expects us to continually water and walk our life in that fellowship. To care for each other in the way that he has compared for us. The way he has expressed his compassion that we can grow stronger in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ to become more like him in the way that we consider each other, pray for each other, encourage each other, walk with each other, guide each other in the truth. How many of you know the Bible 100%? What, you haven't memorized it all? I'm there too. With the grace of God, I've been studying the scriptures for over 50 years. And still, there's so much more to be able to read and remind yourself of. And the thing that I've been experiencing these last couple, three months is just, just how full it is, just expanding and helping us to recognize the magnificence of God, that he's an eternal God, And he's bid us to come to have communion.
We come to share in the Lord's table. This is the family meal. We're the family of God. We take this together to remember we belong to each other. What a blessing. The scriptures to remind us, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The Lord Jesus takes the elements of the Passover meal he had given his people to remember that he delivered them from slavery. It is a picture of slavery to sin that he delivers from. He takes these elements, makes them more special to those who remember him. This takes us to a time of reflection on what Jesus actually did for us when his body was broken for us and his blood poured out. It helps us to realize that each of us was guilty of sin and needed forgiveness. Psalm 32 reminds us, Blessed is the person whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the human whose iniquity the Lord does not account against them. And as Jesus said, who can forgive sin except God only? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from every unrighteousness. This brings us to a recognition that none of us is better or worse than anyone of us. We remember the immensity of his sacrifice on our behalf. This remembrance is meant to evoke a sense of submission, thankfulness, and service to the Lord Jesus and to each other. As we eat this bread, we remember his body broken for us. So shall we take our bread wafer to remember this represents to us the body of Jesus Christ given for us, broken for us, all of our sin laid upon him that we can remember, we can have fellowship, we can have forgiveness. Let's pray, shall we? Lord God, we thank you so much that the Lord Jesus Christ is the bread of life. His body was broken for us, was given for us, all our sin was laid on him, that we can have forgiveness of sin and the gift of everlasting life. Help us, Lord, as we remember the bread given for us through Jesus. Let's eat together, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we take our cup and we lift up our cup of juice. We drink the juice. We remember his blood poured out to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sin. All of you, drink of it and remember me.
Jesus wants us to remember the magnitude of his love for us and his gift for us of everlasting life, cleansing and forgiveness. Let's partake together. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful for your blood of sacrifice that was poured out to take away our sin, that we're no longer sinful. We're free from the law. What happy condition. We're free from sin, free to serve God, free to glorify God. Bless us together, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. However often we partake of this together, we proclaim that it is the Lord's death and resurrection that produces forgiveness. We do this until he comes back to earth again. Amen.